one, we have Big Hair Don't Care Day. I never have a Big Hair Don't Care Day. Well, I don't have big hair. Gotta have Big Hair Don't Care. And wet. And drippy. Big Hair Don't Care. How long does it take for your hair to dry? Half a day. If I leave it like this, if it's hot out, which it's not hot out anymore, it takes, if it's hot out, it, it doesn't, it doesn't even take, I don't even think an hour. But if I leave it down, if I, if I pull it back, then it takes a lot longer to. Yeah, mine will take a day and a half if I pull it back, but otherwise it's like 20, 30 minutes. All right. Sorry, no coffee today. Did I try a new coffee? I drank a new coffee today. Same brand as before, but a different method. It was a medium instead of a dark or a light. Why did you go from using your little on the stove pot to filter? Because if I do it on the stove, I got to stand over it. I can't walk away. But if I put it in the filter, I can just pour the water in. I can walk away from it and do something else. Oh. That's the only reason. I really, I'm really wanting the French press because the French press is almost like a Turkish style coffee without having to stand over it. Yeah. You can take the boiling water, you can pour it in, you can just let it sit, but you don't get the, as much of the sludge. But I don't think that this grind would work all that well in a French press. No. But I'd be able to transport it in the French press and just pour it. And if I'm going to, cause you know, I like to have like a lot of coffee and I can't use this thing cause then it comes out like fricking lava and it's so <laughs> hot you can't even taste it. And it stays hot a really long time. A really long time. So I, I kind of want something where I can like even like my desk is right there. My, my awesome desk. If I even put it on this table and I could just pick it up and pour my stuff and then sit down I got to walk all the way over there there in order to yeah. Just get some coffee and I kind of wanted to It's like I want a big mug You miss your, you miss your tea table don't you? No, I miss my mugs I miss being able to put quite a bit of coffee and go and sit down and drink it and be there for a longer time. Now I'm like every five minutes you're up. Yeah, because once, once it's cooled down enough for you to drink it, well then you end up drinking it fast, and then you either got to go back and warm it up again, or start the whole process over again, or you know. So it's kind of like I want, I want the warmer thing. So I want it. I want. I want more. Not a special like Turkish coffee experience. I want a regular drip coffee. coffee experience with good coffee, with the, the Turkish style coffee or the Egyptian style coffee, which is kind of hard to do because of the way you brew it. But that's what I want. Now, how do I do that? I have no idea. Unless I guess you got a really large, which I don't think is possible, version of the pots. I think they're called Izbek. I, I, I can't remember anymore. And those little pots 
if they were large, and then you could put them in a vessel once they were done, and then you could put that on a warmer so it doesn't get cold because it tends to, I mean, even the pot gets cold real fast. Like, if I take it from boiling, pour my coffee out, and take the water, like, to rinse it, if I swish it on one time and dump it out, you can grab it. It's, like, cold again. Wait a minute. We need Aaron. Aaron! Come here! So do you have a list this week? Do you have a list? I don't have a written list. You gotta have a list. All right, do it. Roll the intro! He said he is too busy to join us today. He must write, is what he said. And for those of you that are used to us and the Napod Pomo, it's not happening this year. Because we have no internet and I can't upload things in an efficient manner, even at the school. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to get, I mean, we got to get internet soon because I don't know. I, there's... We're recording and we have a backlog now and to even get these up, I don't even know how we're gonna get them up unless we have internet here at home. Because we certainly don't have internet at work. It's, it's definitely not reliable. It's not even reliable to, to watch the TikTok style videos on Instagram. Listen, <laughs> I had a, a day with five hours of online lessons and I taught for an hour and a half of that time because the rest of the time was spent trying to get on the internet. Yeah, I don't know what their problem is, but if it was me as a business owner, I'd be like, get somebody in there that can troubleshoot the routers because I have a feeling there is a setting in the router that is stopping traffic for some reason or it's the internet service that they're paying for. Right. Or everything's Wi-Fi. Like, well, how does the router connect to the outside world? And I have a feeling it's Wi-Fi. It's not wired just based on the construction and all that kind of stuff because there's two routers. And I have a feeling that however their setup has been done, it's not in an efficient way for the kind of traffic that needs to run through a business. Multiple computers, multiple laptops, cell phones, all that stuff running, and then you have all these people streaming for their Zoom meetings and stuff like that, and it's just, right, there was, it's too much. It's more than what the system can handle. There were two of us that had hours-long classes online that day, and they, what they ended up doing was taking a SIM card from one phone that belonged to the school and putting it in one of the teacher's phones, and then we had to join the hotspot on that phone. The problem 
problem was every time she got a phone call, and she got a lot, it would drop the, the hotspot. Phone calls make the hotspot drop? I don't know. It may, or maybe it stops. Stops the connection so that the phone call can be prioritized. Maybe, but every time <sighs> it would drop. And it, there was at one point where she was getting back-to-back-to-back calls, but her phone was on the desk where I was, and she wasn't even on the same floor. And it's not like I could run and say, hey, your phone is ringing. And so I would just, you know, mute the call, but I'd let it continue. But it was like five or six calls back-to-back, and which makes the, the hotspot drop. Like I said, there. Um... There's certain business things that you do in order for your business to be successful and they're not hard to understand or to know what they are if you're from a place that these kinds of problems have already been worked out. They haven't been worked out here. So now it's just a fire that is trying to be tamped down instead of a problem that needs to be solved. I'm just, I'm to the point now, after a month, I'm not here to fix it. They're not, they're not willing to do what's necessary in order to fix it. So then what's the point in berating people or, or beating them over the head with, this can be done better, like we've done in the past. It's like, what's the point of that? How is that going to help anything? You, you might as well just keep doing what you're doing and... Eventually, you'll figure it out. Um, I don't know if that's true. Sure, they will. They'll, they'll, they will do this process well in about ten years. But then, by then, it'll be a whole new, different world with all new, different stuff, and the people will be say, uh, you know, the rest of the world will be moved on to five and six G, and. You know, they'll still be trying to figure out how to get, you know, their their business on 4G for all of its needs yeah. out to the world. You know, it's like, like that's a viable option. Right. And it's like, no, that's not really a viable option for a business. Maybe for a small organization or a family, but not for a business no. because there's too much traffic going to try to piggyback on top of just a single 4, 4G signal. Well, like a hotspot. What be. I was saying was it would be faster and less chaotic if I taught those classes on my 4G at home because in all of these classes, I'm stuck in this room that nobody ever uses. There's not even a laptop in this room. I have to go forage for one every time I have class. And every single class I've interrupted 10, 15 times with people just poking, knocking and poking their head in or coming in to pray or whatever they are doing. It's, and students are getting frustrated with it. Well, they're, the, they're the ones that have the biggest voice because they're the ones paying for it. Um, but I, I don't think that the business does itself any favors by making students dissatisfied with how they make their, like with the choices that are made and by making the teachers, teaching staff dissatisfied all at the same time. Right. Because if you do that, you're going to lose both at the same yes. time. So, okay. 
you know, these are the choices that you make as a business. Who am I to tell you that you're right or wrong to make those choices? But, you know, you know, we've been here before. We've been here multiple times. Maybe you haven't as a business, but we have. And we can help or we can walk away. I'm ready to walk away. So. Last night. Well, I last week you were ready to walk away from Egypt. I'm, I'm, I'm not far from that either. <laughs> but during, and, and this is the, the other side of the walk away thing is um, everybody's starting to close back down again. Yeah, the Poland, entire is, world. Poland is like closed, closed. England closed. England closed. I mean, basically, you're going to watch all these countries close back down to each other yet again. Well, my students were telling me yesterday that cases are starting to rise here. Mm -hmm. And we don't get any news from Egypt. I looked. I looked for, for updates. I didn't see anything. I just saw... The only story I saw was uh, Africa. But... Which part, I don't know, right. but that's all I saw. I did not see Egypt. And, you know, the, you know, they're not gonna wanna say anything. They're not gonna wanna look bad, but we all have to wear masks <laughs> again. Yeah. That mandate came out already, so, and I, I find it interesting that we're supposed to wear masks but then people still are not wearing masks and the, you know, our students are like, hey, well, the, the boss can't see you, so why not take your mask off so we can see your mouth? And it's like, what are you talking about? It's like, this, this has nothing to do with something that our boss told us that we had to do. This is something that your government said needed to be done. Why are you not following well, it? I had, I've had at least three classes and I'll say, oh, you know, just stay over in that, because I'm in this one room, small room. Just stay in that chair. Don't go to the board, and then you're you're far away from us enough. You can keep your mask down. And I said, "Listen, guys, there." I, I was told I had to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. I have to wear the mask. Right. I was threatened with financial penalties if I don't wear the mask. I'm not giving my money away. And by the end of the night last night, we were the only ones still wearing a mask. I didn't see the, the owner wearing a mask at no, all. I'm saying we were the only yeah. ones in the building wearing a mask. Yeah. Nobody else was wearing a mask. It's like, I don't get the whole, we're going to, why threaten people with taking money from them and then sit next to them, talking to them, and not have a mask? What, what's the point of the threat then? You know, why not just just say, when no one's looking, we won't wear a mask. Right. And when someone's looking, we all put our masks on. I mean, because that's essentially what you're going to do. As soon as somebody shows up to do a, a random spot check of your business, then everybody's going to have their masks on. And we're going to be sitting there going, what changed? Right. Because you just out of nowhere, now everybody's wearing a mask. And we were told in the initial message that it's a government thing and they're sending people to the to the, place, the businesses to check and see if people are wearing masks. 
So the minute we get to the building, before we even enter the building, we put our masks out. We don't wear them when we're walking because... We are sufficiently, sufficiently social distanced. Yeah. That we're pretty much avoided as foreigners. No, no, no. I avoid them. Well, true. I avoid them. It's not them avoiding us because I don't really think they are avoiding us. They would walk you know, right by you. Um, so there we are with the mask thing, which is interesting. Um, I love the idea that a student, an adult student, would think it's better for me to see your mouth than it is to, for, for themselves to be safe from you with the possibility that you could be spreading COVID. I, I, I just think that's amazing. Well, that, to, that to me just says they haven't had the pandemic here the way we've had it in the States and so they're not taking it as seriously as we do. Because I was like, you know, over 200,000 people in the United States have died from this thing. So lucky. That was a big B. That was a big B. Um, two, over 200,000 people have died. Well, here in Egypt, I think they've only had like 6,000 deaths total. So they don't really, they're not, they're not seeing it like we saw it. Then we're not, I mean, basically, what, everybody in the U.S. that is alive right now knows somebody who got it or knows somebody <laughs> who has died from it. And that number could be more than one. In oh, both yeah. cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody has that person. So we don't see it as something to kind of play with and joke about. We see it as something like, this is something that's happening. It's happening all over the world. In some places a little bit less, in other places a whole lot more. But no matter what, everyone is at risk at the same time. Why are you taking it so lightly? There is that. I, I know at least 20 people. That, that 20? Have, 20 that have gotten it. And I know of three out of that 20 that died from it. I'm telling you. I don't... I, I, I Even in talking to, to people at, the, at our school, they, they, they're like... It's not a big deal, whatever, and they're laughing about it and making jokes, and I'm just looking at them like, yeah, I can't joke about this with you. No. It's it's not it's not funny. You just don't you're not understanding the gravity of the situation. And by the time you do understand it, it's gonna be tragic. And hopefully we never get there and we don't have to deal with that here because when we were in the States, you basically you almost kept the mask within a a you kept, reach, it, you you kept know, it on your neck. Right. <laughs> it's like you, you either kept it here or you kept it in a pocket, but no matter what, it was always there. And people know. I mean, if you were, if you're going to be out and about or moving around anywhere, that mask was right there, and they're still living that way. Well, we they got haven't gotten the, there yet here. We got the text message while we were in class, saying that you know, starting the next day, we would all have to start wearing masks. So I put mine on. Aaron and I both already had them in our bags. I put mine on, right then and there. As soon as I saw the message, bloop, on. It's like, if I, why would I, like I said last night, why would I wait? Well, <laughs> why would I wait until tomorrow? If there's an issue, Right. that issue could be here right now. So put it on. Well, one of my students asked me yesterday, 
uh, why are you wearing the mask? You know you don't have COVID. I said, we know we didn't. I said, I know I didn't a month ago <laughs> right, when I arrived, ago. but I've been around all of you. Yeah. I have seven classes. Yeah. How would we know that we, I mean, I we'd have to get tested 40, today. I said, I work 48 hours a week. And I'm around people 48 hours a week, just in this building. Not to mention the hour we spend walking on the street every day to and from work. And then if we have to go out on our day off to buy groceries, we're then around those people. Who are not wearing masks. Nobody I've not seen masks. anybody in the, in, the supermarkets. in the supermarkets wearing masks. Or even on that walking street. The one with all the live animals and the... Yeah, but why was they're outside? Still nobody wears masks. But they're outside. Okay. Remember, wearing masks was inside of buildings. Yeah. It wasn't It wasn't outside. And there's a notice on, our, on the supermarket that we walk home, we walk past, and we stop in quite frequently. There was a big notice on the door that I'd never seen before, so I assumed that that was masks. A mask thing, and so before we even walked to the building, we put our masks up. Yeah, well, we were going to put them up anyway because we know that businesses are saying that to that we're trying to follow rules that nobody else see, is following. That nobody, right? Which is what we do. That's one of the things I noticed. Everywhere we go, we're given a rule. And then we follow it. And then we follow it. And then we're asked, why are you doing this? Yeah. Well, because you told me it was a rule. That's why I'm doing it. Which would make sense, right? Especially when it comes from your employer or it comes from the government. Why would you not follow it? Is always my question. Like, why why is the population here not doing the things that either you as... Like, in Mexico, don't be late. People were late every day. No penalty. We day. were never late. But then they asked, well, why are you tired? Well, I'm here at 7 o'clock every morning because we have to be here. every morning. Right. We have to be here early. It's like, oh, well, I get here about 7.30 or 7.15 or what? The class starts at 7.10. It's like, what? What are you talking about? You know? It's like, I, I used to say that the U.S. was a rules-based society. I think... The U.S. was a rules-based society when we were coming up, and that was the expectation that if there was a rule, you followed it. Yeah. Not just as sheep, like not unquestioningly, but if the rule was made, until the rule is changed, you follow the rule. Right. You follow the law, whatever that happens to be. Yep. I think that's now disappearing from the planet. And people are just kind of willy-nilly, like, do do what you want, do what you like. Thank you for letting me be myself. That's the world we're in now, which is kind of interesting because some of these places never were rules-based. Right. So... Enforcing a rule is pointless. It's foreign. It's literally a foreign idea. All right. Um... I did masks. We, we, we did online classes and reliable internet. I can just check them off, man. See how I just roll it in there? Um, I have a question. Why are the Egyptians so much like the Chinese? Ooh. 
yesterday. Holy moly. We're walking to work. This man pops a loogie right before I step there. Like, nearly hits my foot. Then we go a little bit further. We're walking past a car. They see us walking past and someone throws food out and hits me as I'm walking past the window. We go a little bit further and another man spits Poxaloogie on the, the street and I'm like, China, we're in fucking China.
Um, so this is what I said about Egyptians so like the Chinese. I've been asked this multiple times, so I thought it would be interesting to see how are they actually like, like see what I can come up with on, on, the, spurt, on the spurt of the moment. Um, inappropriate laughing. The ability to not engender trust. Everything seems shady. They are always talking bad about you. You know that feeling you get when Chinese people talk next to each other and you're there. It always feels like they're talking about you in a bad way. And they usually are because... I don't know. They may or may not be. But all I know is it always feels like they are. From That's my, what I'm yes, talking about. Here. From my experience, they were. Uh, everything must be face-to-face, -face, thus slowing things down. Electronic communications are not trusted when initiated by you, but are the law when they use it. Uh, how they can't believe you know anything about their culture, but are surprised that you don't know everything. That's my list so far about how Egyptians are like the Chinese. There's a difference, though. In there China, is a difference. In China, they will clean that shit up. They come by with the little yep. brooms. I mean, what? More than once a day, oh, they are, there's they are people on the sweeping, yeah. picking up, and all that. Not here. You will not find. I haven't seen anybody picking up anything yet. No. In, in China, you will not find garbage all over the street for longer than a few minutes. Yeah, because somebody is coming. There's always that group of, of cleaners that yeah, come in yeah. there. Somebody's coming. Somebody's coming. And I don't they, care they, if they sweep on through, and then shit goes down, and, and then they somebody come. else is coming. They're, they, it's like they just keep... It's like they're on a conveyor belt. You never... like. <laughs> I don't care if it's a tiny little city or a gigantic one. You are not going to find heaps of garbage everywhere. And here, you cannot take a step without seeing garbage everywhere. Or stepping on it. Or stepping on it, or kicking it, or yeah. stepping around it. Or... Yeah, it's, it's very interesting, that thing. Like, it's not just people throwing things down. It's people throwing things down, but no one picking it up. And it's heaps and heaps. It's not just litter. This is heaps of garbage. And I've never seen one person pick it up, but I see a lot of them throw it down every day. Yeah, I mean, just, I've, I've watched guys sitting there like this, eating, and there's a trash can not far away, and they just throw it. They're just, it's like a, like a natural thing. They're just, they're eat and throw. And, and never look at it again, never, never think about the fact that maybe I shouldn't, or, it's like none of that is just throw it down. And I've, I saw that in a video about Egypt. And I think it was about Cairo, but we're just across the river. Um, I saw that about the, the idea of the, the throwing trash on the ground. Other people have remarked on this idea that it's just the norm. It's just how, 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 how they do. They buy something at the store. They eat it. It just goes down. They buy a pack of cigarettes, they open it, they throw the garbage on the ground. Yeah, every, all garbage just goes to the ground, and it's like... Now, 
that's fine if you have people who, like in China, that their job is to work for the city and then to clean that up constantly. See, I don't understand why, if, if that's your culture and tourism is important to you, why wouldn't that be someone's job? Like, why, I mean, literal jobs program for all those people that they can't get other jobs, that's a perfectly viable style of job. Uh, picking up trash, cleaning the streets, just this, that's it. You don't need all kinds of uh, advanced degrees for this. You know, there's a lot of people out there that need work, a lot of people out there that need money. A lot of people would take those jobs and all ages. Yeah. It's like, why not, you know, employ this army of people for not, you know, not a lot of money to just pick up trash? Because at the very least, the trash gets picked up. I mean, where's the lose side of that? <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't get why, why it's seen as like sitting right outside of a business. Inside the business there are trash cans, but you're going to sit on the stairs to the business throwing trash into the street. Who does that? You know, like, and you're doing it right in front of the business that you're sitting at. So not only are you doing, not you've got to sit there in front of it. Yep. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get that at all. It'd almost be like littering in your house, you know, or sitting in your house and throwing the trash out the window. I saw that. And then getting, then going downstairs and walking, and there's your trash sitting yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Who would do that? The ladies across the street. I Why would do anybody do Throw such stuff a thing? off the balcony onto the ground. Don't yeah, care. I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't, I can't wrap my brain around that. All right, uh, what else do I have? Uh, small news this week, the election in the U.S. The small news. The small news. <laughs> the the thing that, that nobody is paying attention to anywhere <laughs> in the world. Not one person in the world is paying any attention. Um, yeah, uh, do we even, um. Wow. The presidential race is definitely not called. I was listening to my to the fellas, the the uh, uh, what did they call themselves? Oh, I forgot. I was going to try to remember. Um. Uh, the the back of the theater, the Hans and Menelik. They have a, a thing that they say about their their their. Information gathering resources. They both have their own resources for gathering information about politics. I forget what Hans called his. It was very funny. Um, and they were saying, and so this had to have been what Wednesday night or Thursday night. I think Wednesday night. They were saying that Fox News had called called. Um, the Senate, 48 to 48, NBC still has not done that. No, they're... Even today, this is Friday, they haven't done it. Um, 
So it's 47, 48. Right, they haven't done it, but if it goes 48, 48, I, I think and the, they might stay tied. That means then the vice president is tiebreaker. Oh, God. oh yeah, that again. Not Remember Cheney was always yeah. there and always having to break the ties. Well, Ted didn't do that once too, didn't he? But I'm, 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 
Sorry. Hans had said to Menelik that he won't even believe it when 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 Biden is is sitting there and and at inauguration and he hasn't taken the oath yet. I'm sort of the same way. I'm I'm not gonna believe it. Like something's going to happen because after 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 Bush Gore and then after the last election, you know that Republicans, whether they like Trump or not, they will fight to put a Republican back in the White House. And they're going to fight in a way that Democrats will never fight. And they will tie things up. They will do whatever they can do with the legal minutia. They will do it. Well, I find it fascinating that Trump is already crying foul. He has since since the Tuesday, the, the election day, but he's already filed all these uh, cases in the courts saying that there's voter fraud in these different places, and they're being thrown out because there's no evidence of fraud. And so, I'm not really sure what the point is is bringing these cases with absolutely zero evidence and then getting them thrown out. Why waste the time and money? I mean, the lawyers have to be wait, saying wait, you're to saying, them. Why waste the time and money to do what? To file a case. Oh God, that's what they do. But to knowing that it's going to get tossed. They called Trump one of the most litigious businessmen in America. This is how. This is what This he does. is how business has been done by him for a very long time. I don't like something you did. I tie you up in court. I have enough resources to tie you up in court and stop you from whatever you're doing to the point where it doesn't even matter anymore when you're when my thing gets thrown out and you can still do it it doesn't even matter anymore what nobody's if, listening what and if that's, students, that's just I think that's just his, his normal way of handling anything that he doesn't like one of my students was asking me yesterday um, is it true that Trump owes 400 million dollars to a foreign country and he think, said, "You think it is true? Yeah, probably. No, it is true. I they mean, have I, I know nothing about and what then, they have confirmed. All I know is that's what they say." And then he asked, "Is it true that he had a bank account in China?" And I said, "Yes." And, and I looked at him. I said, "I have bank accounts in China." No, what does that matter? And he said, "That wasn't the point. The point was they he did not disclose." Right. And he said, "How can the president?" do these things legally, and I said he can't, but he's doing them because the Republicans have allowed him to do those things. No, no, no. Because he they can, were in control. That's not true. He can do the things legally, he just had to disclose that they had been done. And he did not. And that's the thing that he didn't do that was wrong. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the having an account. I mean, if you have a, if you have business dealings in China, you have to have a Chinese bank account. You do, because so, we have them. So, you know, you, there's no... That's not really where the problem is. The problem was when they said, do you have any accounts in foreign countries, and you checked that box as not in China. Then you did something wrong. Yep. Anyway. So, we are here on Friday. We still don't know the results of the status of the government outside of the house. Now, in all the local races, there's all that stuff. You guys can look all that goodness up and find out. But what's really interesting is when you get into the exit polling from the, the, the data about who's voting and 
what they voted for, and especially in the presidential, white folks came out for Trump big time. Yeah, but they, a lot of people were saying, you know, they were tired of Trump and they were tired of his antics and they weren't going to vote for him again. Well, they did. Look at the presidential right now and tell me what is the, the, the out of the votes counted, uh-huh. what are the numbers? How many votes did Biden get and how many votes did Trump get nationally that have already been counted? And see, this is where the, where the, it's at the very top of the page, under their names. Come on, keep going, keep going. Okay, so Biden has 73,738,176. Uh-huh. Trump has 69,600, I'm sorry, 69,655,400. So 69 million people voted for Trump and inside the, the United States. The Libertarian got two million. Okay, that's irrelevant. That is not no, irrelevant. that's that's irrelevant. What I'm trying to get people to understand is this is America. Everybody wants to act like if they're liberal, that America is mostly liberal. It's like no, it's not. I America have- is literally split and has been split. It was just a matter of how many of those people came out to vote in any particular election. But America, if you look at it, even if you look at the map, count the states. If you counted states and not counted votes, I think Republicans would always win if you counted states. Now, if you break it down and look at just counties, Republicans would win every vote. That's what they do when they're drawing the lines for the counties. No, 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 I'm saying in the presidential, if you look at how the country thinks and feels, it is a more red-leaning country. Oh, yeah. And most people don't know that. They think because I live in New York and New York is a more liberal place that all of New York State is liberal. It's like, no, No, you're living in the liberal place. Yes, there's a lot of you there, but... The rest of the entire state is basically Republican. Yes. You know, it's like all these little blue dots and seas of red in all the states. And that that is the thing that I don't think people abroad really understand about our politics. Well, I had a student ask this week. I have a conversation class, so they get to ask me anything. We can talk about anything and everything they want to talk about. And one of them said to me... Is the United States as racist as it looks in TV? And I said, I, yeah, but I would say it's probably even more so than what's shown in the media. But keep in mind, being conservative does not automatically make you racist. No. That's not That's what not saying. what I was saying. But he said, I don't understand why people want to go there if it's as racist as it's shown. And if you're saying it's more racist, why do people from other countries still want to go there? And I said, I don't know. But I don't think, I, depending on the color of people's skin, they're not gonna they're not gonna experience the racism the same way that people inside of the United States citizens experience that same racism. Well, one of my one of the women last night was telling me her fiance is in the U.S. He's he's working there. He's in Virginia. And she said he's for Trump. And I said, is he a, is he Muslim? 
She's like, yes, he's Egyptian. Of course he's Muslim. And I said, and he's for Trump after the Muslim ban? Why do you think that matters? And after (laughs) all of the things he said about... Shithole countries? People who look like you and live where you live? And she's like, I don't understand it. We get into these arguments all the time. And I said, don't argue with them. It's not worth it. But no, I'm not talking about that. That's not really the point. I don't care about their internal family dynamic. She's they, like, I the, don't the get fact it. That's what uh, we were listening to something on, I think, BBC. Yeah, the, the BBC. News, yep. When they were talking about uh, the reporter from Africa and all these people in Africa who support Trump. And it's like, uh, okay, so you you go country by country. They're used. They the, what they see in Trump is what aligns with what they think a president or a ruler or you know a person over the country should do and should be. Because they're used to authoritarian rule. Okay, but so most countries are authoritative rule. Even the ones that act like they're democracies are authoritarian. So, you know, I, 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 I venture to say that authoritarian is more prevalent than strict democracies in the world. Yeah. So. I do find it fascinating. America's just joining a, a bigger club. Right. I find it fascinating because we listen to the BBC Global Podcast all the time. And to hear them say what's going on in America why are they floundering? Why are they making such a mess of this? Why are they falling like they are? And this is a regular thing. The last, I don't know, a few weeks, they're talking about the downfall of America. And American citizens never see, if they don't get outside of the bubble, they never see how the world perceives them. But they and also don't care. Right. That's important That's to know. another thing. They really don't care. So there is that. I don't know. Uh, I, I hope. I hope the results of the election can can be known earlier rather than later. Because the longer it goes, the more problems can be brought into the system. Uh, but I still feel. Biden is going to lose again some kind of way. Democrats are going to want to move on and not make a fuss, thus pissing off Democrats all over again. Um, I'm hoping that's not the case, but I have a feeling that might be the case. That's like where we're headed because, you know, Democrats seem to always want to find a way to lose. You know, it's like they if they can't have an overwhelming win, then they don't want to win kind of thing. I want you know, to win no matter it's like, if it's one vote or not. Well, that's just it. Most Republicans do too. They don't give a damn if they win by one or they win by a technicality or whatever. They don't give a damn. They want, they want that kind of win. Yep. You know, because then they can all just walk around and keep saying, we won, which yep. is what you do. You don't. You don't care if you're playing. If you're playing a sport, which politics is always analogous to sports. We, I mean, we talk about just getting a nominee as a horse race. The most times when you're playing sports, yeah, it was a hard-fought win. 
We won by one point. Right. But guess what? Who gets the W and who gets the L? Exactly. That's all that matters. And all that anybody ever remembers is who won. Nobody really remembers the, the people, the team, you know, that lost the championship. It's like, okay, they, keep in mind, they were second best. But it doesn't matter because they were second best. And that's a very American idea that second best has no meaning. Right. Second best slides and slinks off. What do they say on your show? Sashay, Sashay away. away. Take your ass home. You know, back your shit and leave. You don't get to stay. Stay, Sashay away. Bye, bitch. You know, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's it's the way we think about any kind of competition like that. Yeah. Even though second best is literally better than everybody, but one per one team, one person, one thing. Second best is. Yeah. Why? And on on any other given day or night, they might be first. Yep. But we don't think of it that way. We think of it as you lost, it's over, you fall into obscurity, and the top one, they get put in the record books and we, everybody moves on. You know, it's like, yes. Uh, I don't know. I, I still see Democrats finding a way to mess this up. And I probably, for because I've been paying attention to politics for a while, that I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to find a way to mess it up. Yeah. And that's hence the reason why people pull their hair out um, every four years or every every time you know they have to vote for senators or house members or whatever. It doesn't matter that that Democrats seem to not be able to pick up seats in a lot of places. But Republicans seem to be able to hold on to some large, large portions of the United States. I'm really surprised that Lindsey Graham and Susan Collins and Mitch McConnell look kept at their, their districts. Seat. Look at their districts. You got to look at where they're coming from. Look at their states, or look at their districts. If they're senators, look at their states. Well, here's if they're House members, look at their districts. How are they calling those seats so early? They called them on the third when they had millions of votes. They hadn't even counted because yet. Because they know the state, the demographics of the state. Yeah, I remember, they, they really do know what, I mean, I would say outside of 2016, they are, they really are able to zone in on, say, an area and say, we know that we're going to get so many votes from this area. They are able to get that kind of data based on all of the data that they've had historically. All combined, they get a very clear picture. So they that's how they know. That's how they can do it. And then you take that historical data and mix it with exit polling you get a very good picture. Now, is it a picture clear enough for news organizations to stick their neck out and say it, call it, and move on? Well, as we're seeing with NBC, not necessarily. Right. Not all, but some of them, like AP, they they called stuff way early. Yeah, they're you at two sixty four, whereas is uh, NBC is at two fifty three. That's what I'm saying. It, it just. It's a matter of, it's more now an editorial choice, yeah. not 
not a data choice because they're sitting there probably with the exact same yeah. data. But as um, Hans and Menelik were saying, the what did Fox News know to make some of the calls they were making? Right. Because they were making calls that the rest of the news was not making. And Trump was reacting to it. Reacting well, to what they were putting on TV. My friend from Australia messaged me this morning and she said, okay, I need some explanation because we don't understand what's going on. We are seeing these numbers from the AP, but then our media, the Australian media, is reporting different numbers. And they're reporting the same numbers as NBC and ABC and CBS. Well, they're probably getting their numbers right. from them. And I said to them, you know, said to her, you know, this is what happens after you make an on-air gaff. And you've got, you've got to do all this, you know, it was a big mess back in Bush v. Gore. And so now they're they're gun shy. They don't do that anymore. And they want more definitive numbers before they make it. The AP, they just, they can say without so much drama. Uh-huh. And so she's like, oh, that makes so much more sense now. <laughs> yeah. She said they keep showing on Australian TV Trump's tirades. And she's like, he's going to have a stroke. And I'm like, all like, right. I don't think you guys understand that he lives to do the tirade. He's not going to die because he did a tirade. He's going to keep living longer because he did the tirade. That's what he lives for. That's what he likes to do. It's, it's how he does all of what he does. Who cares? You know? The, the problem is, to me, who, who are the people that think Trump is a good idea for the country? I don't know. White people? If you think, and I've seen a lot, because this is why I was asking on Facebook, what do we do? Do we unfriend these people? Stop following these people? Do we stop having the conversation with these people? What happens? Because, to me... You know, people that I may have thought were liberal-leaning, then all of a sudden, based on their posts, you know, based on the things I'm seeing from them, I haven't, like, talked to them personally, and then all of a sudden you start seeing, you know, Trump stuff, and then you start seeing, this is why I'm voting for Trump, and they're, like, putting it out there, and it's like, one, why do that? But, because, you know, your vote is your vote. You don't have to tell anybody anything. But... Do I really want to have conversations with these people anymore? Like, this is how they really believe? I saw one person said, you know, they were talking about all the stuff for Trump and they were list, they had this big long list of all the things that they believed. And then one of the things was like, fuck Black Lives Matter. And it was like, what? Yeah. You know? This, work, this person works with black people, works around black people. It's like... Huh? Yeah. And then, and then when you saw the comments, it was like, that's what everybody zoned in on. Yeah. It wasn't all the other stuff because all the other stuff, it's like, yeah, you could kind of go anyway on policies or economics or all this other stuff. But why did you come out against that? And then it was like, look at the news, look what they're doing. There's some radical organization. It's like, whoa. I mean, the sentiment. Seems like you would be okay with. And they had the, what did they put? They put something like, all innocent lives matter. It was just like, huh? Don't all, don't all lives matter? I mean, if you're going to say anything, don't, doesn't just life 
matter, you know, if you're gonna take that stand, you know. But it, it was just like, how should we, as a social group of people online, deal with the idea that the people that you thought were, if we have to choose sides, the people that you thought were on your side turn out to be for the very guy that you don't want there. Well, here's, How, what do you do with that? Here's where I struggle because a lot of my family on the one side are Trump supporters. But one of them that was backing Trump and saying all lives matter is the mother of black children. And I just... I don't know how you... I you like, square that sort I mean, I, I get I get the idea that all lives matter. I get that. But all lives should have always mattered. It shouldn't be once Black Lives Matter starts saying that out loud, that the reaction to that is not only do Black Lives Matter, but all lives matter. It's like, but if that was the case, then why were you killing Black folks at the beginning? If all lives mattered. You see, the all lives matter is almost a call that... No, it's not black lives, only black lives, it's all lives. But if that's the case, black lives, Hispanic lives. Well, I saw this. Inuit lives. I everybody supposedly mattered. So why then are you attacking those people? Why are you aligning yourself with people that would hurt, attack, kill? I was talking about police officers yesterday because in the book it says something about police officers uh, protect or they, they looked it up. What does a police officer do? And I was like, I wish that was true in the United States. Like, I wish I felt that way. But the scariest thing that can happen is a police officer pull me over. That is the scariest moment that I can have in the United States today. And that has that's not like a new phenomenon. It's been that way for a while. I really, really, truly thought we were going to see someone murdered while we were in the U.S. We almost did. I, I, I was... We almost did. We had the guns were drawn and the guy was on the other side of the vehicle on the ground with no no nothing in his hands with his hands up and they had all their guns were pointed in our direction because between us and the cops was the car and the guy. And so if they, they would have started shooting, you know, the strays would have came right at us. So we were we were pretty close to seeing somebody get blown away or at least they had five guns pointed on the man. Yep. Rifle, handguns, shotgun, shotgun. I don't. When we were in London, the the driver that picked us up from the airport and took us to the took us to the first hotel, he said he didn't believe that black lives were in danger by the police in the United States, and I said I can show you the video that I took on my phone from the living room because he was a he was a Indian man and he was saying how he didn't believe that uh, it was innocent. Oh, that's right. You were in a different car. I was in a different car. Um, that those who were being uh, murdered by the police and, you know, all the other shit by the police, he didn't believe that they were innocent. Well, yeah, because... Police don't just kill people. Right, that's what he said. And I said, I can show you the video. I have it here on my phone. It's from my mother-in-law's living room. And he just, he was like, what? I 
I said, the man literally didn't do anything. Apparently, when I finally got the full story, he was driving a new vehicle, hadn't been able to get into the Secretary of State to get the, the tags yet. The tags that were on the vehicle were not expired. The temporary ones. He was driving a new car. Then why did they? And he turned to get away from the police, and they found it suspicious, and so they followed him. And he was afraid. What happened to the other guy in the car with the gun? There was no other guy in the car. No, no, I'm saying that's what they were saying. There was. That's what they were worried about. There was no other guy in the car with a gun. And they were saying that there was another guy in the car because they were talking on the radios. They were saying that there was another guy in the car with a gun that had shot at someone. There was never, there was nobody. That's the story that I was hearing just standing on the porch. Nope, there was nothing. Whatever. Anyway, I can't deal with that. <clears throat> I got enough Trump, Trump, Trump stuff. I got enough of Trump's America. Yep, I um, want to go back. But I want to stay <clears throat> here. <sighs> that's that's going to be a conversation for another podcast. All right. Where's Aaron? Aaron! We gotta bring him out for the for the for the end. You got anything else? No. Aaron, you got anything for the people? Nope. You might want to bend down a bit because right now you're being cut off. There you go. Yep. Work them thigh muscles, boy. I'll get a wider Horse stance. Come on. Get, get. Horse stance. Horse stance. Sister Phoebe, so proud of you right now. Not really, but not really. You know, we'll, we'll just She's we'll just me. we'll just pretend. That you are very harshly <laughs> chastise me. <laughs> that's I think that's what you need though actually. A little chastisement. That's a that's a that's a last poet's reference. Chastisement. Alright. If you wanna follow the track. We're on Pandora. Are we really? We are. I got the message yesterday while I was in class. We're on Pandora. All right. If you want to follow the Traveling Fires, you can find us at the YouTube, Facebook, Mentors, iTunes, and I'm not saying the rest because if you get a podcast somewhere, we're probably on it. Nope. I'm not saying it anymore. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say Spotify, and I'm not going to say Google Podcasts, and I'm not going to say Pandora and FM and. Blah, blah, no, 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 not going to happen anymore. I'm taking it off the list. When you want a podcast, just Google. Just, yeah, wherever you get your podcast, we're probably there. We're probably there. We're probably there. I did a search today. (gasps) If you like the, oh, in all those places, we're probably the traveling fart. If you like the Instagram or the Twitters, we are traveling fars. If you like the email to go to the mommy, travelingfars at gmail.com and the blog space, the travelingfars.blueberry.net. No E's in the blueberry. You can go there and get all the old episodes. You can even search. The search is kind of, it's okay, but you can definitely get everything all the way back to 2017. All of it on there. All the audio. Go over to the YouTube if you want to see the episodes that have posted on the YouTubes. Like I said before, we have a significant backlog now in the end of the year of 2020. So we're going to try to get those up as soon as we can get the interwebs going in the home spaces. And there you go. 
And don't um, forget to check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Traveling Bars. We've got things for you. Oh my. Check uh, out our merch shops. We all have new merch. Oh. Merch. All the merch shops are in the description. No, they're not. No, they're not. On the Blueberry, they're not on there. They're on the YouTube. And they're on the Facebook. You go to our Cars Fashion and you go to the Traveling Cars. There are links. Can they see all the stores? There are links to them, yes. All of them. Yes. Link them to I think. The Instagram too. And they are linked. The shop is linked. I just thought about that. Yeah, on the blueberry, you're not you're not seeing that. And I don't know if I can. I don't know if we can put that. I think we can though. So maybe I'll start trying to put that onto the uh, onto the blueberry, so that you can have the links right there, and you can click right from listening and, and go on over to the shops. Um, bunch of stuff. We uh, each one of us has a shop, so that you can um, see different designs that come from us. Um, what about the, the, cash app. we got the cash app, what is, and the GoFundMe, what is the cash app and the PayPal? The cash app is dollar sign, the traveling bars, and PayPal is the traveling bars. And the GoFundMe is still going? The traveling bars. Just Google, or just search. So all the money is coming in to try to keep us going because you know we need new camera and we need the hot lights and and oh, I all that good stuff. Uh, a friend of mine is moving to Cape Town in January. Oh, yeah. She is. Yeah, that's where Cape Town is. She has a house with a guest house and a pool, and we have been invited. I don't want to be invited. Can we live there? We can teach our kids. Can we? Can we? Can we? Can we take a bus there? We cannot take a bus. Why not? We can. Are you, are she you? would die. Thank you, Aaron. You'd be alright. Oh, starvation. You'd be alright. Dehydration. Ah, you'd be alright. Heat stroke. Ah, you'd be fine. Is there a train we can take? I don't know about that, but a train I from 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 I straight up forgot we were in Africa. From. <laughs> <laughs> ah! I, I told you. I said it weeks ago. Is Egypt in Africa? Because you were like, we can take a bus. <clears throat> like, we're in another country, dude. We can't go to South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> we can't just go across a continent. <laughs> crazy. You have to get on a plane. No, you don't have and to get on a plane. Were pretty expensive. We could walk. We could not. The I mean, we the could. Flights are pretty if expensive. If you wanted to die a horrible I mean, it's slow definitely a long that. distance. But if there was a train, that might be not a bad ride. Being kind of fun to ride, ride through the through the continent, through many different countries. That but I have a feeling that might be a week or two. Well, I mean, so what? It was. It used to be a week, a week or whatever, just to get across the United States at one time on the train. But imagine the views and the pictures and the stuff that you get. You know, I mean, the experience. It's not. Then it's not about the destination. It's just about the traveling. Right. And you just enjoyed the travel. Um, all right, I think that's it. We're out of here. Oh, bye, say goodbye to the people. Bye, people. Have a great day. Go ahead and say goodbye.
just went off. Yeah, right. It went off twice. Yeah, it's been doing that a lot. I don't know if uh, I don't know if we have video over here. I mean, it's recording. I don't know if it is. I think Cam Cam Two's always got it going. Pumpkin. We hope. We hope Cam Two's got it going on. I can't make the fries unless I bake them. No, just turn the oil on. Just turn them on. I'll do the rest. Jesus, it's not hard. It is not. You just put it in the oil and let it go. 